Welcome to the Ion Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story, and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. All right, well, today we came out to Admiral Cochran Drive to a new business, and actually I'm kind of excited about this because this is a manufacturing business, which... Annapolis seems to be a little bit low on, which is pretty cool. And we are talking with Alan Guyon, who is the founder and CEO of Made Plus. And the brand is with the plus sign, but the website is madeplus.com. Thank you so much for inviting me out. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, um, Well, you guys are the new sneaker guy in town. We are. We are. We are here to make a difference. Uh, We do this with sustainable cues, on-demand ordering model, and, and give our customers a customizational opportunity to make their shoes for them. Uh, but we are, we are new, we are domestic for manufacturing brand, which is quite rare in this space. Majority of shoes, between 80 to 90% of shoes are actually made overseas. I believe that. How did we come to Annapolis to be a shoe manufacturer? I know that your background, you would work for many years with Under Armour. Yep. And You've opted to come make a, we'll say, a competing product, even though it may or may not be, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to maybe starting a barbecue chain or, so, or mm-hmm. something like that. How do we get to Annapolis? Yeah, let me, I guess, start a little bit before that and say that, you know, first, you know, I thank UA for my time there. It was a great job. I had a lot of great exposure. I think what UA did for me was identify the product I want to make for the future. Um, For years, I always wanted to make products, and what product that was, I wasn't quite sure. Uh, Being involved in the footwear space was just attractive to me. It was attractive of of making it, designing it, selling it, uh, to even the experience of the athletes wearing it. Uh, And then, you know, after a number of years at UA, I decided I wanted to do something different. Um, And that's what kind of spawned me to somewhat Annapolis. We moved, my family and I, we moved down here. Uh, to be closer to the water community and the boating community. Uh, we're both fishing advocates, and we just love the outdoors. And I thought it would be a great idea to go ahead and build a factory to make product in Annapolis. You know, that's why, well, let's talk a little bit about Made Plus Shoes, okay? And you said that they are domestically made right here as opposed to foreign. That's correct. And they are custom-made, or they're individually made, which is also sets you apart from... Well, I, I think probably some of the larger places do offer that, but that's all you do. I mean, I'm, this is, yeah. I'm not yeah. going into Rack Room Shoes and seeing, yeah. you know. Yeah, you don't see our shoes there, that's for sure. Um, and if, if we did, then, you know, we, we've either hit it big or we've hit it low. I'm not sure which one's <laughs> the best one. But I, I will say that, you know, what sets us apart is our positioning of how we design make and sell is just a little bit different you know from uh, me and my other two founders that uh, had started the company we just saw there was a great opportunity to reduce waste and we saw a great opportunity from the 3d printing side where I had spent a lot of time on is somewhat customization came for free so how can we kind of merge that into a uh, a great footwear company and then bringing in sustainable cues of, of good materials or upcycle materials was another position we want to focus on. 
So to, to be honest with you, like there was a, we saw a number of challenges with forecasting in the big brand space where they sit on a lot of inventory and then they got a fire sale at the very end or they got to try to push it to another season to move it. Well, in our situation is we want to have a low finished good inventory model and have a more focus on a raw inventory positioning, which allows us to position our materials a lot further along and allows us um, flexibility to, to make changes along the way. And since we're a new manufacturing company, change is just something you've got to adopt in, in the beginning. Well, how competitive is the, is the marketplace for this? I mean, I, I know in the, <laughs> the large shoes, okay, I mean, the Nike and the New Balance and mm -hmm. Adidas and everything else is, is huge. And I mean, I've seen the, I've read, I listened to the podcast, I've seen the movies and everything else. And yeah, it's, absolutely, it's a pretty absolutely. cutthroat type of a business. A custom shoe manufacturer is a little bit unique to me anyhow. Yeah, it sure is. And, and not only that, um, you know, the footwear margins, it, well, it's a very competitive space because it's very saturated, right? And actually, when you look at consumer products in general, uh, footwear is like a top 10 consumer product. It's right there next to your phone, it's right next to your TV, and so forth. So playing in a very saturated market, we had to, to separate ourselves apart a little bit. In addition to that, a lot of these big brands are actually marketing companies. People actually misunderstand what actually these big brands are. They are fantastic messaging companies, but generally they don't make their own product. And what happens when they don't make their own product, they have very little control over the supply chain, they have very little control over positioning of materials in the future, they have little control over some control over sustainability, uh, but when it comes to processes and, and so forth, there's little they can do there. They're actually buying from a, a OEM or another manufacturing company versus actually getting in the weeds and actually making their own craft. There's a lot to be said about like a ceramic shop. You know, the ceramic shop is designing it and then he's going back into the back and he's making his vase, then he's painting it, he's firing it, and then he's selling it to the, to the consumer. Um, that's very similar to what we do here. There's gotta be some sense of satisfaction in making your own stuff. There I, is. I, I mean, as opposed to buy, I mean, I, I think it would be very simple for you to find a factory in Vietnam that could, or wherever it may be, that could make this shoe and, you know, maybe even customize it to a degree mm -hmm. and bring it in here into Annapolis and ship it out, you know, bring it in the front door and ship it out the back door and call it a day. Um, but there's got to be something very satisfying. I mean, I made something. This is this mm -hmm. is my product. I mean, it, your name is not made plus, but I mean, you're putting your name on your product. Yeah. And there's got to be something deep inside that makes you want to make that difference. It's extremely rewarding to make your own product. Um, I've been making product for over 25 years, and every product I've made has always been kind of a baby of mine. Um, and you nurture it, and then you kind of uh, foster it, and then it goes out to the market, and the market says it's good or bad. Um, I've had failures, I've had success. I've had both sides. I've seen both sides of the coin. But to go back to your original point of like, well, I could design a product and have a third party make it, you know, Vietnam, China, Indonesia, Taiwan, and so forth, or even in Italy. That is true. We could have absolutely done that. It actually would have been cheaper to build this brand without doing manufacturing and probably a lot less headaches. However, the biggest challenge that we want to establish is we want to make the product because we can control all the answers of how it's made, what we use to make it, and how we position it for future uses. So when we look at uh, companies who 
say I use that same company over overseas, if I made say like 5,000, 10,000 pairs, um, my whole goal was just to market and sell that. That was less interesting to me. I think the uh, owning the supply chain from start to finish in some cases, or be a vertically integrated company, was a position I wanted to lead with. Extreme details is what you need in this business. Um, from you know, lights, to power, to, to pay, to people, to product, to positioning, to design, to engineering, all those things play a real key role into building a great product. I um, am extremely focused on those details, but you know, we have a little sayings that throughout the factory and through the front, ha front half of the office is every detail matters. However, on the consumer side, every step matters. And if you're on this front of the fence with Caitlin and I, every dollar matters. So yes, is control the right word? Maybe, or attention to detail is probably where I would lead to. You do sweat the small stuff. I sweat every detail. <laughs> and, and I'll be honest, when we first started this company, um, we put out a very large calendar and we had very big set gates and stuff like that. Um, and one of those gates was to make the best product we could with the tools we had. So we put together a kit, a manufacturing kit that we thought we could be really successful with um, and reduce the processes, reduce waste, bring in sustainable materials and offer customers customization. Those are all hard challenges, but they are all achievable if dedication and time and, 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 and endurance. And what we did here was I extended the quality of the development for another six months. So where the first year we were setting up, the second year we were in development, the third year we are in full press offense. So we are now in production, we're selling shoes daily. So yes, it was hard, but yes, it's achievable. So you've been around technically for about three years. Yeah, that's correct. When did the first product roll out? Uh, June 1st of 2022. And yes, that felt great. <laughs> One box, one uh, UPS truck, and off it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I'm going to give credit to where credit's due. Uh, there was two, two customers that were our first customers. I'll never forget it. Uh, the first customer was my neighbor when I was living in Baltimore, uh, Marco, hello. And the second one was my former boss at UA, who is now has his own company. He ordered, so one ordered the first standard shoe, and because we do offer standard products, and then the other customer offered, um, uh, my, my former boss bought the first custom shoe. And we made them both like little kind of chintzy plaques that they were the first customers. That's that, awesome. They went in their back. Just a tremendous feeling uh, that, you know, hey, this is going to work. Yeah, actually, I had somebody approach me at a bar one night. Um, they, they recognized me for somehow, which I, I don't feel like I'm a celebrity by any means. And they said, well, Man, you gotta you gotta be really exci excited. You gotta be really celebrating. You're celebrating right now. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm I'm trying to think <laughs> um, what our next position is. And they're like, well, you gotta be celebrating because all the success you guys are having. And I'm like, well, this is not success yet. This is not. We're not celebrating right now. We're we are we are preparing for saturation and focus and stuff like that. And what and I don't know where we celebrate yet. Is kind of what I'm getting at because. When you celebrate too early, then you get, you know, you don't get the, the, the bang. I think once we start seeing 
you know, a profitable company versus just a startup company, I think it's where I'll start to really want to celebrate. But we do celebrate the small wins. So getting the shoes across the finish line, introducing a new shoe style or colorway, uh, introducing, a, like we saw, we got a couple athletes this past year where we've seated those folks. Um, they're super passionate about the brand. So those, all those things are like, I call them micro celebration moments, but we have yet to truly celebrate pop corks and say, this is great. We have celebrated opening our facility, getting through the checks and balances of getting a well-oiled machine put together for our team. But in general, we are ways from a great celebration. What's the milestone? Who is your who is your customer? We've talked about the different markets and everything else, but I mean, who who is buying a Made Plus shoe today? That's a great question. Um, we have had quite the walks of life buying our shoes. So we That's a pretty good pun there, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I've been doing this for a minute. The um, what we noticed, we did we named our shoes Skiff, so because we want to nod to the Naples community, and we also um, kind of somewhat positioned as a lifestyle casual shoe. So because we really wanted the first shoe to be, everybody to be, have a chance to wear it. Some people don't want to wear running shoes. Some people don't want to wear hiking boots. Some people don't even wear flip flops. So we want to start with a shoe that we could really apply to everybody. And what we've seen to date is a very range. Somebody who's looking for, I think the majority of it is locally sourced is what we've seen a lot. So people who want to buy, who, who want something that's bought and made locally. Um, we've seen the ethical play of sustainability customers. Sure. A younger audience for some of the customization and the 3D printing stuff. We saw the little bit of the older market wanting it for... Um, our nice stretch knit upper, which they have some challenges with width sizes. Um, and then of course, some of these companies, customers have came back and wanted it for their boat. So all those different types of customers. That's what now, and I mean, this is a casual shoe. Okay, this is not going out on the basketball courts. Yeah, this is not a running no, shoe. No, you know. But so. we do have running shoes coming up. So we have, in spring, we will have our first, we'll debut our first running shoe. Where do you see Made Plus, let's... Fast forward, you know, 15 years. Oh, okay, great. we're out. We're out of the startup phase. We've, we have popped the corks. We have celebrated. Uh, you're turning out the skiffs left and right. Where do you see? I mean, do you ever see yourself in a, you know, putting things in a rack room shoes or on that type of a retail model, or is that hard to envision at this point? <laughs> uh, no, it's not hard to envision. I, you, you live where I live right now. I, I live 15 years, 10, 15 years out. Because you got to think that way. You got you can't think just one day at a time. You got to think multi quarters, multi year, and even decades in some cases. I don't know if it's realistic to set goals at 15 years personally, because I think really goals need to be achieved in less than three years. I see us having a a number of factories spread out through the United States, Europe, and Asia, uh, and the idea those factories are servicing those customer bases. So if we have a few factories in in uh, North America, they service the North American base. Same with Asia, same way with Europe. And the reason is because those all have different design types and design focuses. Second, I see us being uh, brick and mortar at some point uh, to have our own, potentially, what I'd call this a little bit different too. It would not necessarily be a shoe, a shoe store that you're used to going to Rack Room. It would be more of an experience sensation store where you may get a full-on uh, biomechanical experience and buy your product that way. And then eventually it could be drop shipped to you, or you may have an option to take some product away with you. 
Well, it looks like, I mean, you've obviously created a brand as well as a shoe. So, I mean, I think yeah. that we, makes... we create a brand, manufacturing, and shoes. As you came up with your brand, Made Plus, and that's the plus sign, what's the plus? The plus is about really integrating the, the digital with the physical. Because a lot of times what we see here is um, a beautiful sketch, and then the return is this product that may not look like it. So we want to really infuse, because we now live in a 3D modeling world, so we want to fuse 3D modeling with this digital approach. But really we wanted to, to have Made Plus be connecting with other things. So Made Plus Outdoor, Made Plus U, which was the original concept of, of customization. And Made um, name came from, I wanted a company that was called Make, because we're making it, you know, we're gonna make you something. Um, but made actually sounded better because it was like the past tense. Like, we made it for you. And it's out. Yeah. And it's, it's out there. It's on your foot. Yeah, it's out. Yeah, we made it. You know, we made it. And again, I don't know if it's the, it's, it's a really short kind of uh, brand name. And, and since we manufacture it, it made a lot of sense. Makes sense. You know, how long does it take to get a shoe? Yes. And, and, and I guess the, the big question is, is how do we get them? I mean, obviously, we can order them online at madeplus.com. Yep, that's right. And you can follow them on Facebook, on uh, Instagram, and TikTok, where all the cool kids hang out now. Uh, not, on, <coughs> not on Twitter. Right. Um, how do we buy the shoes? Well, the first stop is our online website. That's where we are. Um, and then we also been setting up local events throughout the, the tri-state. Um, and we also have a, um, our first specialty retail store downtown Annapolis, 727 Sale Bags, is, you know, what if you can go drop in and you want to try a pair of shoes on. We do also... They're, off- they're the, on 110 Compromise, right? They're underneath Chop Tank? Yes, yes, yes. Chop Tank, right next to Chop Tank, uh, and the uh, Boston Whaler right. uh, dealer. The other thing, too, is that since shoes are a, um, a fit-feel kind of situation... We have uh, made the numerous appointments for people to come in and try shoes on and go through experience at our own factory. That's why I see those. There's probably a fancy name for those shoe fitter things. Brannock Gauge, yes. What are they called? Brannock Gauge. B-R-A-N-N-O-C-K or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, And we also have a 3D scanner, too. So when somebody comes in to to visit us, we we put a Brannock on them, we measure their foot, we let them try some shoes on. We scan them, which gives us full autonomy of what's going on with their feet. Um, you, you'd be surprised how, how you know foot shape is: high arch, low arch, flat feet, narrow heel, wide heel, uh, wide toe box, wide you know uh, forefoot. So by having that data as initial run, gives us insights on our customer base. Uh, we also have a mobile retail uh, box truck that is almost. Completed, and it I'm gonna be, say I see the pictures of it over your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's currently at my house under under uh, under cover right now, but we're going to have be debuting that too, where it'll be going to some of these signature events, have music. We'll be hitting some pickleball uh, clubs this this summer or spring. Oh, that'd be great. Um, and then we'll let people try on shoes, they can customize them on the van. Uh, they'll be able to you know listen to some cool music maybe get some kind of energy drink or something and then be able to go back on their game uh, and so forth. Okay. Uh, as, as we start to wrap it up, what makes a good shoe? I and mean, what's, what are, what are some, what is the 
key component? Is it the sole? Is it the... And I guess the other thing is you talked about, you know, flat foot, narrow heel, wide foot, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I mean, is that somebody, somebody with some kind of a crazy shaped foot, is that something that you can accommodate? Great questions. Uh, what makes a great shoe, uh, in my, my opinion, is the well, you're fit. the shoe guy, of course. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it is, is fit. I think the fit is probably the number one thing. If the fit, if the fit, doesn't, if it doesn't feel good on your foot, you're not going to like it over time, which means you're not going to wear it. You're going to naturally kind of, unless you're going to painfully wear it like a steel toe boot. Uh, second is, is the materials. Look at the materials, make sure they're premium, look at how they're going to wear over time, looking at what you're going to use that shoe to actually do. Like we make a knit shoe, which we know most of our market isn't going um, rock climbing in. They're going to go from two in front of the office, they're going to go on the boat, they're going to go casual, because it's, it's designed to be a casual, breathable, sock-like feel shoe. Uh, and then third would be, you could say the, the performance of uh, arch and, and heel and width and cushioning. I would go next to cushioning is, you know, what is this shoe going to do for, for cushioning? Is it going to be a running shoe? Is it going to be a, a casual shoe, an outdoor shoe? Again, when they make mountaineering boots, you'll realize those shoes don't flex. It's because they're actually using the shoe to push off the rocks and they need that rigid, stable plate in there to, to do that. For our shoes, you know, they're casual, so they're made to be flexible. We made non-marking bottom outsoles for the boat and so forth. So Makes sense. You know, I, I love that you have such a focus on sustainability uh, in your manufacturing and everything else. I mean, and, you know, we live in a world where I'm much older than you, and sustainability was not, I mean, we had no idea what the hell that was 20, 30 years ago. And That's now right. we, we sit there and we live that. I know that, you know, people will... You know, when they invest in their stock market portfolio, they say, no, I don't want to invest in, uh, we'll throw Nike under the bus here and say, you know, in, in Nike because they don't use sustainable products or they aren't a sustainable type of a company or they're not even aware of it or they're not even trying or whatever it may be. But I do want to invest in Made Plus um, because, A, I mean, they're local. I and mean, we've got a huge local support here, in which in Anne Arundel County was seen, you know, very clearly during COVID. I mean, you know, the community came together and they helped out the small local businesses. Absolutely. They want to see sustainability. And I think that's just wonderful. I mean, I think the time has certainly come to be able to do that. Well, it looks like you uh, use a sports analogy, hit a home run here. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I wish you all the success. I, um, I'm going to go around and play with the... Uh, the customization and get an order in in the next sure. day or so and see Great. what it is. And and I don't think we talked about, but delivery, you said, could be, you know, for a standard yeah, yeah. shoe I'm a couple sorry. weeks. Uh, I, I, I guess we had kind of sidebar there. So um, traditional delivery is three to four weeks. Uh, we have been shipping in about two weeks. Um, some of the customization we have uh, is, is in that window. Now, we do have some what we call standard shoes, which is like a standard like kind of like vanilla ice cream. We just have it available. We stock it. We stock a small batch. We don't have. We don't sit on a ton of finished inventory because Smart. that would be uh, bad for us, right? So, one thing we do have, which is really exciting, since we're kind of in our little hometown here of Maryland, we will be showcasing uh, Ravens shoes. It's not sponsored by Ravens at all. We call them the team shoes, but they have a Ravens team esque. So they are all purple. Uh, they have the same similar colorways of Ravens, and we're just kind of celebrating that moment of our great team that we have in Baltimore. And we've also done this with the O's as well, Commanders, Navy, uh, University of Maryland, and we're slowly 
expanding to other little small tri-states and cities to, to do a small offering. And again, it's just really playing with the colors and stuff. Fantastic. Well, I do encourage everybody to go to madeplus.com, and that's M-A-D-E-P-L-U-S, and check them out. These shoes are beautiful. They're, uh, they're sustainable, as we've discussed. They're made locally, which is absolutely huge. And, uh, you know, Alan Guyan, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for uh, bringing manufacturing back to Annapolis. And uh, uh, I'm going to check back in you in 15 years and see how it all plays <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I appreciate out. that. Thank you so much, sir. And uh, we're, we're happy to do this. And, again, we really like providing jobs to our community, creating great products, and sustainability, of course, is the core. And since we have this great Chesapeake Bay, we want to keep it here from, from time Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.